Hello and welcome to another episode of the B2B Beach Bar, a series of podcasts based around the topic of B2B product marketing. I'm Jim from RefreshB2B.com. Hello, I'm Damien from ParisMekong.com. With over 50 years of experience in uh, industrial product marketing between us, Jim and I want to share with you some ideas, add in our experiences and propose you some actions that can really make the difference to the effectiveness of your marketing. So today, Damien, we're going to talk about the marketing mix once again, uh, the four Ps. And in previous episodes, we spoke about product. And today, we're going to talk to you about place. Yeah, we are going to discuss about place this time. Uh, obviously, the next one will be about uh, price, data promotion to cover the full uh, marketing mm -hmm. mix. So starting about starting talking about place uh, and then since we are speaking about B2B because we have some dif small difference with B2C only small difference in B2B the place refers mainly to the channel or location if it's physical that will give your customer access to the product where they can buy many of products But there has been a lot of change because, uh, as you know, the only constant in the world is that it changes all the time. So, uh, Jim, can you tell us about uh, the most recent change that impacts this key parameter of the mix, the P for place? Yeah, sure, Damien. I think it's going to be quite obvious to everybody, really, but the impact has been the digital transformation of the, of the world. The if we go back to when you and I were young, um, back in the 90s, you know, business to business was done through direct sales, through product customers bought products, maybe at distribution at a physical store. Um, and then we saw the transformation in the, in the in the early part of the 21st century for online purchasing for consumers. And that's probably now continued very strongly into the, the B2B world. Um, what you have is probably very similar to the B2C world, a real mix of different types of, of place. Still physical stores, physical distributors exist. Yes, there are still salespeople that are out there um, promoting the product and, and taking orders. But there's a big move now, especially, I guess, in, in very transactional business or very uh, commoditized business to go to digital presence, digital stores. And I think one of the big challenges for everybody is to, is to get the right balance between those going, staying with one or going completely to the other could be the wrong, the wrong approach to take, but that's something we can, we can talk through. Yeah. Uh, as a, as a consequence, I would say that uh, with the growth of the digital world, select the right place or the right places, because you may need to uh, select multiple places to your business. This is becoming a little bit tricky your customer can access to many places to buy the very same products. It can be directly to you in your physical store, mm -hmm. like in the past. It could be directly to you from your web shop, if you have a web shop, and you may combine both a physical store and a web shop. But it could be also to your uh, distributors, some official, some not. That may be also delivering your product physically, where the customer can go on the place, see, negotiate, buy, 
but can be also to the web store of distributors. So this is becoming, uh, I would say, a big, big world where there are many, many choices. And uh, something to keep in mind that it's not because there are many choices that you must select all of them. No, I think you're, I think you're right, Damien. And I think the big change here has been the change of the power back Back, uh, back when I started my career, the, the supplier or the manufacturer decided where the customer would buy the product. Um, and we know we, we like talking about customers a lot. And we know that customers are, are more selective now. And I think what's really driving the success for companies is where they, um, they meet the customer, where the customer wants to buy from. They're not imposing on the customer where they must, they must buy. And this this expectation from the customer to be able to buy anywhere that they want, rather than the official distributor or the official channel, is is having dramatic impacts. You know, whether it be buying online within your own country, buying online from around the world, these are the the big changes which are impacting the place for for someone working in B two B marketing. Yeah, with the added issue that uh, different places are not exclusive to each other. Mm. It's not because you select to be only on the web that, uh, depending on your business, of course, that you may exclude physical store and vice versa. No, this is really remember. visible in B2C, of course, mm. but uh, it's also impacting the B2B. I think it's down to whatever, whatever market you're looking to serve. If you're looking to serve a market which is expecting some physical store to go in and to pick up products and to try and to, to touch and feel and to see, uh, then the physical store is the right way to go. If customers know what they're buying and they're just looking for convenience and for a simple way to purchase without having to leave their their, their office or their home, then then the web store is the, the best place to go. And like I say, the, the point is to find the correct balance between the two for the particular customer uh, that you want, to, you want to serve. Yeah, so one key point within our discussion is that uh, at the core of the decision, core of the choice, is the customer. So meaning that whatever the place that you select or you create, you can have a breakthrough in the coming years because it's uh, changing quickly. Mm-hmm. So whatever the, the selection you have to do, it must be done regarding the customer you target and their habits today and their habits tomorrow, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. I think when we're creating new offers, I think we spend a lot of time understanding the customer problems. We understand a lot of time trying to find solutions to those problems and creating products or services or offers that answer to those those needs. Um, we need to make sure as well we take into account the buying habits of the customer. And as you say, the, the buying habits of today and what they expect from uh, from the future. You know, I think if, if you go through any buying experience, the, the first time you buy something new, you may want to physically see the product. You may want to go and talk to, to a salesperson. You may want to go and talk to someone who has some experience of the product. Um, and by going into a physical store, you can, you can get that. If it's a repeat purchase afterwards, you don't have the same need. You need to maybe consider that uh, for first one, two, three purchases, one approach is correct afterwards. Uh, you need to maybe have a different uh, different balance of accessibility for the customer. You know, whether that be, as we say, online, whether that be uh, telephone, telephoning a call center, whatever it is, I think there's a lot to do to take that into account. It's something that I think as marketers, we often forget 
we just imagine we have this channel, we have this uh, access to the customer that's going to be static, it's not going to evolve, and that the customer need is not going to evolve through the life cycle. And that's something that I think can really be a competitive advantage for the marketer if you if you serve the customer well there. Yeah, and it's uh, part of uh, understanding that people must do when they are at the beginning of their uh, marketing process. I mean, when they are at the segmentation of their market. Mm. It's not simply to define uh, who are the customer in terms of behavior, in terms of uh, need, in terms of uh, category, stuff like that. There are many things to take into account and the place is one of them, meaning the habits of purchasing today. And I repeat, the habits of the, the habits, the potential move of purchasing tomorrow. Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, we can't forget as well that that, that uh, the role of distributors. I mean, we've both both worked in an industry where uh, intermediates um, between the manufacturer and the customer are are very common. And I think there's a. When I started, I always felt that distributors were helpful you know they they dealt with some of the smaller customers they they were local they they served their uh, their business well but of course they had an added cost they had to have some some margin to to make sure their business ran and that cost would be passed on to the customer or taken off of the margin from the from the supplier or a combination of the of the two but i've grown to really love the value that distributors can can give the fact that a, a manufacturer or supplier can have this, um, they can be global, but have this local access to the market with people that know their customers, that know their area, that, that really treat their customers very, very well and very, very personally, that a, a large global player can can never achieve. And that's, a, I think, a massive value that, that marketers should take into account, the fact that an intermediate, yes, it adds some costs. Yes, it maybe adds some complexity at your side, but from the customer point of view, it's a real a real win for for the customer there. Yeah, it's a fast and local access, and a personal access as well. You know, it's uh, there's a relationship factor there as well, which I think we we can overlook if we look at it just from a purely financial or a delivery point of view. We forget the personal side of selling and the personal side of uh, dealing with your customers and helping them out. Yeah, I agree with you, Jim. So distribution, whatever it is, has to be taken into account in the multiple choices of a place to implement when you create and release a new offer or even when you update your uh, business model. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you may as well even have a, uh, I feel like a pyramid of, of distribution types or channel types, some which are uh, high volume access points for, for buying commoditized products up to a very small select number of uh, real value-added resellers, if you like, in some cases, who can add some service or add some consultancy. And in between, you may have some specialists who can can bundle things together. So again, the role of a distributor can be varied. It can have different levels. They can give different values based upon the needs of the manufacturer and the needs of the customer uh, as well. So what should we summarize regarding the place that people get not too much confused about the different uh, things they they have to put in uh, their view to make the right choices to change choices well i think really the first thing to remember damien is that the the place really must be defined by looking at your target customer there's nothing more important than taking into account the customer when making your 
place decisions for your for your offer product or service yeah right you don't decide for a place and uh, then after run a new magic campaign to move some <laughs> customer to a place that they are not used to. <laughs> I think it's been and, done. Uh, <laughs> it's been tried. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 yeah, can, yeah, it, sure. it can happen. And if you look at some of the startups uh, that disrupt the world, particularly in, uh, you know, let's think of an example, people going to music streaming, you know, or buying, buying music online. Okay, it's not modern, but it's something that happened 10 years ago when the change started to happen. It took a long time for people to move towards that. So I don't think it was very profitable at the start. Uh, but you need some big cash behind you as well to make that make that happen. But it's it is possible, but it takes time. Yeah. So meaning that uh, when you take this example of the music, uh, it goes to the next uh, key point to remember today. That uh, when selecting the right places, you need to put your product through for your customer. Never forget there is a huge impact on your business from the digital world. And it's not exclusive. It's not, I go digital or I go physical. You must find the right mix mm -hmm. between them to ensure both uh, uh, of them will capture as many customers as possible that are targeted. Remember, you want to capture targeted customers and forget the distraction. Great. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's session. Um, we'd love to hear your feedback. So please leave us a comment on our, our SoundCloud page. And of course, please don't forget to uh, subscribe to get future updates from us. Yeah, and you, you can also find us on Twitter at uh, B2B Beach Bar. Or the two websites, paris-mekong.com and refreshb2b.com. And moreover, you can still write us If you want to uh, send us an email, the address is uh, b2bbeachbar at gmail.com. Meaning that uh, before leaving the session, I think that uh, would be interesting that we also, for you, all of you, all of you uh, make a short episode later to talk to you about the different communication means because we give you Twitter, we give you website, we give you uh, emails. There are many different uh, media you can use. So I think, Gene, that's something to put in our uh, to-do list. That's great. It's added. <laughs> is that we have to create something about what to use depending on the, who you target and what you want sure, to tell. Sure, that's a very good point. Very good point. Noted. Okay, so thanks for listening. Hope to hear you uh, tune in soon to the next episode. And goodbye. Goodbye from me too.